All right, all right, all right, all right. Y'all thought I was gone. Y'all thought I was out. Y'all thought it was over. We still got episodes to do. We still got stuff to talk about. Welcome to another episode of As It Is, formerly The End with Adam. I know the cover art still says The End with Adam. I'm sorry. I'm trying to figure out how to change that shit. It's been forever, and I probably won't change it. I've got a new podcast out. Um, it's called Two Detroit Nerds. It's with my co-host Dom. Uh, we've been doing episodes on this podcast, but we've now moved to a separate podcast where we're all video games, anime, and conspiracy talk. So please check that out. It's on all the majors podcast platforms, Spotify, all that bullshit. So definitely check it out. Um, it's a great show, and I've been loving doing it. And that's kind of what's been taking over this show. That's why I haven't put on a lot of episodes. That's why I've kind of been silent on the feed there. But today, I had to do another episode. I had to do it to you again, because I got somebody very special in the house. Somebody who came all the way from across the plains, from the other side of the ice ball. Hey, Adam. There it is. John. The other side of the world. John Norman, everybody. He's actually in studio. If you remember John, John's done a few episodes here on this show, and most of those episodes, what we did over Discord, different time zones, six hour difference, it was light, it was dark, now we're yeah. sitting in the same time zone, time zone in the same room, here Not it is, this. we're doing it, you're here, you are in America, hi John. Detroit, John's in Detroit, he's live, he's here, John, I've been kicking it. Let's walk through it, man. Let's walk through it. What's up, Adam? So. I'm happy to be here. Detroit. Hey, Detroit. Good morning. He's here. He's here. All right, guys. I got a lot of questions for John. I'm going to walk through it with him. You're going to come on this journey with us. This is Coming to America Part (laughs) 4 with John. John. You've been here for four days. Yeah, exactly. We're in a snowstorm right now. Beautiful. How do you feel? Man, I don't know. (laughs) It's scary. It's not fun. It's cold. It's freezing. This is beyond cold to me, coming from Africa. So, yeah. I'm on my fourth day, right, Adam? Yeah, Yeah, I'm trying to take it in. Uh... I think I'm freezing more than anybody that's from Detroit, obviously, because I'm coming from a hot weather. It's summertime now in Angola. I don't know what I was thinking to get on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, John. Go. So, so you, you flew from Angola. You stopped in Ethiopia. Yeah. You stopped in Togo. Mm-hmm. And you got to New York. What was the first thing you were, you were in New York? What was the first thing you were thinking? It's cold in here. It's yeah. going to be about cold, 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 Adam. You must, you must remember that I haven't felt winter in ages. Like, let's say 10 to 12, 15 years, maybe. Mm. Yeah, I've, I've had falls for work. You now go to Belgium, Brussels. That's okay. You know, it's the end of summer. But winter, I haven't had winter for ages. No, actually, I'm lying. I had a bit of winter in New York, but it was the end. But then that was like, what, eight years ago? Yeah. So this is this is your first winter in eight years. Let's in, say. in eight years. Yeah, and I had totally forgot how, what it feels like. So let's keep the mic like this. You mm-hmm. know, you actually don't need to lean in because it, it's oh, okay. Yeah, it's uh, good enough that it can take both of our uh, our audio. Mm-hmm. But um, so eight years, 
This is one of the coldest winters, going to be one of the coldest winters on record. And you're here for it. It's I a mean, cruel winter. It's a cruel winter. So so you were just telling me before we started the show that this might be a deal breaker for you just because of the winter. Yeah, I don't know if I want to say that on your podcast because it's a lot of Detroiters. <laughs> but it is. I'm just being honest. I never thought it would be, but it is. Why? Because we spoke about winter and you told me that winter is longer than summertime. Yeah. And I don't know, man. Let's see. I don't know. Well, to be honest, the ch- the season's changing. Like fall and spring are what make like the ability for for it to be cold is a longer period of time but it's not going to be cold like this for that entire time if that makes any sense so there'll be a time where it's going to be like kind of cool breezy out but it's getting warmer and then there's a time in the like fall like yesterday like yesterday it was right? much warmer but i know it's going to be cold up until march because spring yeah. is march 21st yeah yeah, yeah. but it, it starts to even out like you don't get snow and stuff after February. yeah, after February, you're pretty much done with the snow. You're pretty. You, you'll get a flurry here and there, but nothing too crazy. And you know, it's jacket weather. You just wear your jacket and everything. <laughs> That's easy for you to say. I don't want. To, I don't want to wear a jacket all the time. My scarf and gloves. But no, uh, I'm. I'm joking. This is. Uh, it's not easy. I'm not joking. The weather might be a deal breaker. But hey, let's see. It's my first day of snow in for now. I, I saw snow in New York, so yeah. But yeah. So, what were some of the things you were looking forward to when you came here? Like, what was something? Music. Music. Oh, we have to talk about this. Honestly, all right. music. That's all I heard about Detroit is music. You know, I'm very. I haven't checked yet because obviously I'm jet lagged, which is driving me crazy at this point. But it's the music, techno and house music. Although someone told me the scene is not as big as I think it is, and I even responded to the person, yeah, maybe he has migrated to Berlin, Germany. Mm. And I recently found out that Detroit is about techno, excuse my ignorance. I always thought it was a European thing. Remember, I was born in Belgium, and I always told Belgium, Belgium, Belgium invented techno. <laughs> and <laughs> I still like believe, yeah. you guys, I don't know, but I'm probably wrong. But yeah, music, techno... Obviously, later, later I got remember I got remind, but people reminded me that it's Motown. Obviously, mm. every sort of music. But then again, I told the whole country, America, the whole United States of America is about music. But yeah, music. Uh, I didn't know about art. You told me about the Detroit Institute of Art. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah it, that's all. That's all I knew. Actually, I knew very little about Detroit. To be honest with you. So, I knew Detroit Motor City. You know what's funny? Sorry, I cut you. Yeah. you no, 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 no. You know what's funny? Is every time I tell someone I'm coming to Detroit, they'll tell me the same exact thing. Like my brother, who has only been to New York and Houston, he'll be like, yeah, but you know it's going to be grungy and dead and industrial and all that. And that's what was getting me excited. I was like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm looking for. It looks exactly like I imagined it. Yeah. And I haven't even seen much of it, but... And that's the part that I appreciated. The architecture. Mm. I saw a lot of architecture in the city, downtown. I like it. I, I think it's very beautiful. And yeah, when everything is covered up by that snow, so I don't know. <laughs> well, we got a couple of good days before it got too, uh, too snowy here. Two or three, yeah. Yeah, today was kind of the first day that we started to have to hunker down in, inside. 
but we were on foot for those first two days when it was just like 20 degrees and we just went out to downtown checked out a couple places you've been a, you've been uh uh making fun of me because of how much coffee i drink yes yeah but i think i'm getting you into the coffee though you getting into coffee john I don't want to, but I don't think I have a choice, but you are. But the only reason why I'm drinking coffee is to stay awake during the day so that I can sleep at night, which I realize is a waste of time. I just feel like jet lag, you just have to deal with it. This morning, I wanted to Google jet lag, but I was like, no, I already know how it is. I don't think anything gets it better. If there's one thing science hasn't been able to deal with, it's a cure where it's not a disease, but you know what I'm saying, is not mm-hmm. be able to help with or fix immediately. It's jet lag, I believe, because, yeah, everybody's telling me you just have to deal with it. You have to sleep. I barely slept, but somehow took a shower, and now I'm in a good mood. I had some tea. I refuse to drink as many coffees as you. <laughs> now you're exaggerating. Come on. Every time I tell Adam you want a coffee, you just say yes. Yeah. Any coffee, anything goes. Can I see brands? Yeah. Starbucks. Yeah, yeah. Any any brand, any any good coffee, coffee shop, good coffee. You yeah, have everything. I gotta I gotta have it. You did take me to a good coffee spot, though. I'm just saying. Yeah, we went to Matt. Shouts out to yeah. Madcap Coffee. That's where we went. And that made my mind i was like okay that got into my head i was like yeah coffee is good i guess maybe because <laughs> yeah. that coffee was really one of the best coffee i've had my entire life to be honest wow yep. yeah no man no, serious Mad- i don't even like coffee madcap is great man madcap is awesome so um you're not liking the food though i i can tell damn man why are you doing this to me <laughs> you know i've always had a problem with american food uh we're being honest here right uh, there's something where in africa or in europe where there's a bunch of africans but the food is spicy i just feel like that would apply to asian food as well it is spicy somehow here everything changes like there's a lot of sugar in in everything and i love sugar it's one of my main issues and mind you, since I've been here, I was, I'm, I've been drinking tea without sugar because I feel like I get sugar in my chicken, I get sugar in my burger. Okay, maybe I'm exaggerating, <laughs> but everything is sweet so much that I'm, I've been drinking a lot of water because I feel like I need to cleanse my body because I'm putting too much sugar. The food, the spice. I mean, I had tacos. And you, we, you know what happened, right? Mm-hmm. I had tacos and my body had to readjust and I got sick before getting on the flight to Detroit. But yeah, the food... Man, and we all know how important food is, but I have an issue with the food. I sorry, I'm sorry, I can't lie about it. I know American food is supposed to be delicious, burgers and pizza, but that's not my thing. So I've been craving for some real food. I've been yeah, I've I've been surprised like because I I love burgers and pizza obviously, and I just thought everybody liked that. I was like, wait, John, you don't like pizza? Like what? What do you? I will eat it sometimes, once every six months, once every two months, once every three months. But I don't like pizza. To me, my head is not good for you. Yeah, right, right, yeah. right. So you like more healthier yeah options? Uh huh. Yeah. Home, I like. I guess you guys have homemade food, but it just I don't know. Mm. Yeah, it tastes different. Mm-hmm. So what in terms of what you are actually looking forward to you said you're looking forward to the music you like the architecture here Mm -hmm. is there anything about the people in of detroit that you've noticed that's different yeah uh man i cannot put it into words people here are not as cold as i thought they'd be they've been nice to me so far but they're also in their own zone you know Mm -hmm. Yeah, people are doing their own thing. People obviously, the speed is different than New York, but there's something. <laughs> How am I going to say this? <laughs> there's something. Gr- <laughs> there's something grunge or punk about Detroit. Okay. Which is weird, and I don't know. Um, 
I was saying that to a friend and he wasn't fully agreeing, but I was saying that to another friend who's from Michigan, actually, mm. and he was like, yeah, I know what you're saying. Mm. And he told me, like, Detroit is not for, can I use the P word? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, Detroit is not for pussies. No, no, it's not. And I was like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. You guys look hardcore, honestly. That's the word I wanted to use, hardcore. The people so far, they're giving me the hardcore vibe, which is scary to me so far. Every time I get home, I think it's like, damn, imagine living here. <laughs> there's something they're not telling you there's, there's a reason why they're hardcore no honestly like I've yeah. been looking at people like what happened to you people yeah. and yesterday as I was driving with Rukaya my sister she showed me an ad and I know it might sound funny to people but to me it was a little shocking and that got me overthinking mm. I saw an ad and I might sound like a pussy but hey fuck it I saw an ad and it was about it was a gun mm. a gun advertisement and that's when everything went down. That scared you? I got reminded of where I was. And uh, I just, I don't know. Yesterday in my bed, I was thinking like, damn, somebody could literally come here, shoot me. Yeah. Mind you, that's why everybody tells you. Yeah. <laughs> when I was telling you, come to America. <laughs> they were like, what if they shoot you? And I was like, why would you think that? Yeah. And it's sad that that's what the media, and that's what they portray about America. But... I did see an advertisement about guns, which I've never seen in my, my entire life. I've never seen that mm. anywhere in the world. Where there's like an ad. An ad? No, there's an ad that tells you how to you do to protect the gun so that if a, if, oh. a, if a child finds a gun, cannot shoot. That's what right. I understood, yeah. Right. It was like a red thing surrounding so that, yeah. Yeah, it's a safety prevent, lock. Yeah, 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 safety lock. And to me, that was just like, damn. They're really making money out of gun use, like they. Yeah. I bet you they have this insurance for your gun. Would Would you? Oh yeah, they do. Oh yeah. Do Do uh? Do no, you think, I wouldn't get a gun. You, That's well, what would, you're gonna ask me. No, but would you go? Would you go to a shooting range? Would you test out guns? Man, I don't. Should we do this actually? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would. Yeah, you go to. Okay, so there we, you go. We know what to do, right? Yeah, we got something we can do. We can go to a shooting. Finally. Awesome. Because so, your sister's been trying to take me bowling, and I'm just like, I don't think that's my thing. That might be too yeah. American for me, but now I'm about to do the most American thing ever, yeah. which is going to a shooting, going range, to a shooting yeah. range. Yeah. But I like that. Yeah, mm. I definitely would like that. That's yeah. cool. So, so it's not so much guns themselves that bother you. It's the culture here of owning a gun, so that if anything gun. happens to you, you just shoot the person. I don't right. agree with that. You know. Right. Right. So you don't. You think your gun don't kill people. People kill people. People kill people. So. So it's it, so that that's actually a really nuanced way to think about it because I think in this country you'll find people that are just no guns they don't want guns around them they think that like going to a shooting range is like low class or that people should I mean go. you know Adam did I cut you I just feel like to me I'm about to get really philosophical but I feel like back then we were wilder let's say we were savages you yeah. know. And I feel like we're supposed to evolve, maybe, and go towards a more positive human behavior. And that's what we're trying to do. Although, unfortunately, there, there are wars happening. But if you think about it, there's less and less wars. You know, after the First and Second World War, the Second World War was a joke. But yeah. then again, you allow two chances, or maybe three, right? Because yeah. I don't know what is the Third World War. But yeah. 
there's the first world war, there's the second world war, then we learn our lesson. Mm. Europe, we build itself, and here we are. In Angola, we had a war, you know, mm -hmm. we had a war to free the country, and then we had a civil war, and I don't think we're going to have a war anymore. And every time there's election, people think, but I'm like, no, we're smart now. Yeah. And I feel like that's evolution, is peace, because now we know how what makes a human happy is peace of mind. I mean, mm -hmm. this, we're passing through, like, mm -hmm. some of the white kill each other. Mm -hmm. And what I feel like when Rukaya was telling me about the, the gun policy here, and I was like, well, this is shocking to me. She was like, well, Detroit is real. Miami is for pussies because they're not about that gun life. And New York is for pussies because so they're not about that gun life. And to me, automatically, I said, well, me, <clears throat> as a foreigner, New York has a lot of immigrants because you always told me New York is not America. And New York is quite forward, and that's why it is New York. And Miami is quite forward. That's why it is Miami because it's a bunch of Latinos or whatever there are. There are more immigrants than in Detroit. Yeah. So what I say to myself, this is a real America I've been. So maybe... The first thing I said to myself, maybe New York or Miami are forward mm -hmm. and you guys need to get there mm -hmm. and eventually, because when you see what happens in America, mm -hmm. what the news say to us is, yeah. damn, they're still backward. They're still doing this, you know? Right. Right, it looks. I'm old. sure. Yeah, I'm sure. During the World War, people used to own gun at home because yeah. you need to protect yourself, and you know, because mm -hmm. whatever, you know, they're coming for you. Protect yourself, and I feel like then we evolve. Let's all be peaceful. You don't need guns anymore, and I feel like Europe is progressing. It has progressed towards the non-gun policy, and maybe the middle of America is still getting there. Mm -hmm. And if you think about it, people start entering America through these big cities, New York, mm -hmm. Miami, and the immigration goes towards the middle of the country slowly surely but way slower than it is in these big cities because right. it's easier so maybe we'll get there maybe this gun policy will also evolve just the way things evolve and you guys will stop using guns i don't think has been any is done any good so i think here it's not so much about people needing to have a gun all the time like i was just last night was in uh, the countryside in, in Michigan up north. Mm -hmm. And um, that's a big gun owning area, but they have very low crime. Like they're not, they're not stockpiling guns because of protection. What a lot of people in this country have a lot of guns for is simply because they have a right to have them. Like the second amendment allows for the right to bear arms. So what is the right from which year, which century even? Well, it came from the original like writing of the Constitution, right? Which is the seventeen hundreds. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Right, but and, and also the argument would be that in the seventeen hundreds they had muskets. They didn't have fucking you know AK forty sevens and you know M two four nines. They had guns that you had to shoot, load, and like they couldn't cause mass murder like the guns today. So I kind of understand that argument, but at the same time. The, the other reason why a lot of people keep guns is because the, the government has sort of a monopoly on guns and violence. Like the, the government can at any time not knock on your door, kick down your door and, and arrest you or whatever, especially now that we have the you know certain um, losses to our freedoms as a result of like terrorism and things like that. They've just sort of eroded away on our um, civil liberties. So a lot of people keep guns as a as sort of a, a, a failsafe, saying that if the government ever did become tyrannical, if it ever did become a, a sort of an authoritarian government, we have guns to protect ourselves from that government. And so, you, but as the government that came up with this policy of you being allowed on gun, right? But the government has been trying to take away that Second Amendment for a long time, and some okay. people would even argue that a lot of the... The fact that the government has been trying to take away says a lot. Right, but it, it, it's like, 
yes, there, there is a lot of gun crime. Yes, there is a lot of gun violence. But if no one had guns, then there would be no way that we could, there would be no checks and balances against the government's ability to impose violence on the populace to get what they want. Is right. your government that bad? It, the thing is, is it's good today, but we have we have a democracy, so someone could vote in a tyrant, and then all of a sudden you've got somebody knocking on your door. Like there's countries where there are no guns, and those countries typically, when the tyrannical or authoritarian government comes to power, the people have no recourse. They have no way to defend themselves. They do strikes, um, revolution. Before you get to but when they when they do a revolution though, what's the first thing that they try to do? They try to get guns. They try to arm themselves. But so they're only they're... arming one person, which is the person that's causing the trouble. When I feel like here, when you own a gun, any little thing, you know, we're not stable mentally lately. Like I'm not myself. I don't know who is, but what yeah. I'm saying is yeah. we are not. And I just feel like, how can I trust? I mean, I don't know. It's just, yeah. No, I, I hear what you're saying. I think, uh, I think that's definitely. It's it's like this thing where there's almost no, there's almost no solution that solves all of the problems, right? You only have trade-offs. So on the one hand, you have okay, there's guns on the street, innocent people die, and there's a lot of you know runoff from that. But then on the other hand, if you have no guns, the government could just seize power and become an authoritarian regime. Has that ever happened? That hasn't happened here because there's guns. Because the government, they know, it's not necessarily that, oh, one guy with his gun is going to be able to stop an oncoming onslaught of government soldiers. No, that guy would be killed by the government. It's not like they could hold them back for very long, but it comes down to the individual soldier who has to kick down that door. Does that guy want to kick down that door knowing that the guy on the other side of that door has a gun? I mean, I kind of get it. Yeah. I can tell you one thing. I hope it doesn't sound too bad. I'm here now, if you want me to be honest. Yeah, yeah. There's a feeling of unsafety here. And safety, okay. Which is crazy, because I'm coming from Africa, Africa Angola, yeah. you know, we're supposed to be unsafe. And I keep on wondering, okay, maybe because I'm a foreigner, maybe because home is home. Mm. And at home, they do have little violences when you compare to what's happening here. But there's a feeling of safety here. There's a feeling of being watched all the time, mm. which is very weird to me. Mm. When I was checking his window, I saw there's a 24-7 camera, and I was like, Why? They got cameras in Africa. But they, not in these small, comfortable houses where family leave, unless you want to put one, which will cost you money anyway. But don't My parents they, leave in the server. They don't have a camera in their house. They don't have a camera. They don't have no. the, the camera outside. They don't. When I went to Africa, there were big gates on every house, and there were cameras, and there was a guard with a gun. Yeah, I guess a big... Yeah, yeah. Well, which year was it, Adam? It was 2010. This was in Ethiopia in 2010. There was guys sitting outside of people's houses with ak 47 The thing has changed. This, something like, was going on in Ethiopia in 2010. Correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think so. I think that was a particularly safe time. I would say now because of the violence in the Tigray region, there's actually more going on now than there was then. I think that they keep that kind of security because, mm. because of the, the lack of police response in some of those places true um you know in angola police have guns police are corrupt police will beat you up nothing mm. will happen to them uh, nothing nothing mm. will happen to them but still there's less guns people are still not getting guns they don't believe in violence with guns they believe in slapping you or whatever mm. the desperate ones have guns but it's to to steal a cell phone or something you know they want to eat 
Now, would you have felt safer when you lived in South Africa if you were armed? Hell no. But you said South Africa is dangerous. You said. Yeah, South Africa is like America to me. So, okay. So they have the same history, remember? Right, they Sort did. of. Just yeah. really recent there, over there. No, the safest I've ever felt was back home, which makes sense. But the safest I've ever felt is in Europe. Is in Belgium, yeah. Yeah, Belgium, France, yeah. That's the safest place in, in the world to me. No, I mean, the Netherlands was obviously very safe, but it was also very kind of soulless. It was, there is no... There was no action on the street. There was no. Imp- That's good. Yeah, but when you have that, you don't have great art. When you ha- when you don't have seriously. When, when, I mean, you listen to the music these people listen. This is to. bad, Adam. But, Let's not even talk about the music. <laughs> I thought we were going to get. This is a whole podcast. But, I, but I'm saying, I'm saying. That Adam listens to a lot of hip hop, and he puts it on me. Yes. And he 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 he, 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 he fucks up my mood, and I don't get it, <laughs> and it's. B B P P F U and all that and that's when I know I'm not from here, Adam. But everything makes sense now. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. music the influences music. the behavior. That's what I think. Okay. okay. But maybe the music was influenced by the, the the happenings in here, and I just don't know. Mm-hmm. We just the, the receiving end. We just get the product. Right. And I don't consume a lot of it because I can understand everything they're saying. <laughs> I would definitely not listen to hip hop in Detroit, walking in the streets. That's the last thing I want to do. Do you think that would cause some unneeded attention? You think? No, nah, that would make me. That would. That would get me even more scared. Like, I just feel yeah. like you. You know, I'm very musical, and mm-hmm. it influences me. And I think music influences you. And I feel mm-hmm. like the violence is caused by the music. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys want to get somewhere with all this, but I don't mm-hmm. feel like it because the music yeah. keeps on giving you money. Yeah. It's also very money oriented. You know, one thing I keep on thinking here, because America, America has a problem. I can stop saying that, right? Am I wrong for saying this? No, no, please talk. But let me tell you, the music here. Yeah. I don't know, man. You think you think the music is is a bad influence on? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to say horrible because I'd be, I'd be such a hypocrite because I do consume it, but. It's been years that I've been more aware. Anytime I'd listen to some music, I would laugh at it, you know. Mm. But who wouldn't I listen to? So no Chief Keef. No. no. Hell no. <laughs> this is the perfect example. No Chief Keef. No Kanye. No Kanye. You know, I don't follow anything regarding Kanye. Why don't I you? know because people tell me, but I've never watched any Kanye interview. I've never seen any... Why not? He gets me anxious. He gets you anxious. I don't understand why you don't want to heal. But now that I'm here in this environment, I yeah, get it. You get it, yeah. I feel like he wants the fame because you need to eat. And mm-hmm. I feel like here you keep on making money. I don't like this. You need yeah. to make money all the time. And I feel yeah. like maybe I don't know the man, but maybe you need to act to make money. To me, I, don't, I just don't understand how could you be in first world and not seek help? How could you not heal yourself? Yeah. How could you stay in this negative environment? Why don't not isolate yourself? Why not travel abroad? Why not go somewhere else? Why stay in this? Why entertain these fools that are li- letting you fall apart, you know? Mm that are profiting from your misery, mm. hopefully temporary be it. Why you why why keep on giving interviews like <laughs> and then they're fronting they 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 they're they making you look ridiculous because they mean mm. and you have to respond to them and the following morning you trending 
I don't get that, but I guess that's what's called chasing the cloud, right? Yeah. Which we wouldn't understand because fame is something totally different abroad. Yeah. I think you guys invented fame. It's probably a word that's only in the American dictionary and no other dictionary. Now that's interesting. You think America invented yeah. fame. So, okay, so the Kanye thing I think is really interesting because I don't want to get beaten out though. No, no, no. This is <laughs> And I respect Kanye as a black man. I truly I have love for Kanye. Well not that he knows me, but I respect Kanye. As a black man myself, I respect Kanye actually. Mm. But I just feel like here people don't care about each other. And when I mm. see what's happening to him, to me I just feel like, okay, welcome to America. Mm. Mm. So I I liked what you said though, like why would he stay here when he's got all that money? It doesn't make any sense to you that he would stay in a place that's so bad for his health and so bad and, and that doesn't have that, that nobody's actually rooting for him and people are actually enjoying his misery and enjoying his his, his uh fall. That's what apart. I feel like, yeah. That's that's very interesting because I think we, we miss that with Kanye. We miss that that I that reality that people are finding entertainment off of a guy's very real mental breakdown off of a guy's mm-hmm. very serious i think he should be able to say wrong stuff and i feel like mm-hmm. when he gets canceled i don't get it and to me it's hilarious that he gets canceled but then he can come back with a nice track and i feel yeah. like a lot of people are hypocrites here yeah. when you cancel someone you cancel them forever i just don't listen to kanye because i cannot relate mm-hmm. to his issues and also don't follow up with what's happening with him mm-hmm. but from what i've seen from what i've understood there's something going on with him i know he went through a divorce and that's mm-hmm. hurtful and i just feel like why would you still release music okay you need to make money why would you do that why would you do that and every time i read about him is him losing money literally child support cancel mm-hmm. gap yeezy and i just don't get it and people are so quick to cancel and there's no forgiveness and i just i don't agree with that man because mm-hmm. i feel like damn this is kanye who's apparently the greatest rapper and he says that himself and for him to have such audacity is because you guys allow him to mm-hmm. kanye is talented I can't even deny it. He's, he was giving you guys good music, literally, right? Remember right, good music, good the music, label? Yeah. And today, boom, nothing, you know? And I just feel like that's not fair because if, you, if you're if a pop star to me, that means for you to get... I mean, pop means popular, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when you get popular, it's because everybody was loving you. Yeah. So for me, for you to get from popular to the most hated pop star, you're still popular. I don't understand... Oh, I don't understand... The mix of popularity mm. and, and negative hatred. And, ha- and, ha- and hatred. <laughs> hatred. So, so I don't get it. So yeah, I guess that is a uniquely well, it's not a uniquely American thing because I guess England. No, they don't have people that are universally disliked. Exactly. That are also extremely popular and still make. And money. you guys are strong. People in Europe will get crazy sad i feel like it will be yeah. intense and it's what it's two people in the whole europe and you guys are two billion so imagine yeah. the hate that's why i was like i don't understand why kanye doesn't leave and it's funny because when i got here i thought about music and i don't know i know tina is not motown maybe she was tina or, turner uh, yeah no she was a motown but, but i heard her strike and i was like oh they obviously will play her because this sounds very motown and somehow <laughs> thinking she was motown i was like yeah that's why you went to switzerland America's fucked up. <laughs> I randomly say that of myself. You know, out of nowhere, I was like, "Yeah, that's why Tina left." Well, I think it was was it Nina Simone that went to the Netherlands, South of France, it was South of France. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Same thing. You see, mm-hmm. and this is back in the days, you know. Yeah. And oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Now you understand why I'm talking about Kanye. Why mm-hmm. wouldn't you leave? Why wouldn't you yeah, go to France? Nina left. Tina left but, for a reason. See, this is my thing: is that I feel like, and I've only been to France one time, but I feel like. Uh, 
if you're a rich black person, they're going to treat you well. But if Nina Simone was just a regular black lady, I don't know if she would have liked the South of France. You know what, Adam? I used to think like that. Yeah. Can I tell you something? At least for me, Africans, I generally think Europe might be better to black people. No, 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 no. It can't. Listen, I... Okay. <laughs> Here's what I'll say is probably it's probably safer. Yeah, it's probably There you go. I say it's probably it is. safer, sure. Let me give you an example. I'm okay. sorry to cut you. No, 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 please. Josephine Baker, mm-hmm. where was she able to perform when everything was trouble here? In what? Paris. Oh, okay. That's where she died, if I'm not wrong. That's where she died. That's where she buried her children. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about James Morrison, who's white actually. Yeah, yeah. Why did he go to Paris? I should research that. But he's mm-hmm. buried in Paris. Yeah. I mean, Josephine Baker ended up in Paris, and I don't know why. Yeah. You guys have some celebs that leave. Madonna was living in Portugal. Why yeah. do they do that? Did yeah. They... She didn't like it here. So, I, so I, how can you not like it here, the country that made you rich and famous? Yeah. That made you a pop star, which means you were popular. That gave you Grammys. Mm-hmm. And now you leave after you've, you've achieved that. No, you got a good point. Man. I mean, you rappers won't point. leave because, because rap they... won't. That won't happen in France. You you yeah. wouldn't be allowed to talk like that. <laughs> you wouldn't be allowed. To, that's the other thing too. Is that here, that's when you say, "Okay, I get it." Yeah. Yeah. In this country, we have the freedom of speech. We have the ability. Oh, speech, not but, real freedom. That's what I noticed, and I just right. literally told my brother, "I was like, yeah. I feel like they're not free in here. I don't know why." When I say not free, is the fact that I feel like you're being watched. Yeah, we are. But freedom watched. of speech, to what extent? Freedom of speech because you ben- you profit someone, maybe. Right, right. Because he's right. cute. Freedom, freedom of speech because what? He promotes America as a free country and then he makes immigrants come here and clean the bathroom. Mm. Is mm. that freedom of speech a good promotion for America? Mm. Is there really yeah. freedom of speech? There's still a label dude that's telling you, well, you can't say that. Right. There's still parental advisory on the cover of the album. There's still the radio version. Right. So how is that freedom of speech? Good point. You're you're killing it right now. <laughs> let's let's take it. Let's take a pause and uh, yeah. let's keep it. Uh, let's keep it moving in a second. So John was just talking about uh, how weed weed in America and its proliferation is more of an escapism kind of thing than it was. And the fact that they legalize it means the government wants you to escape a little bit so that you're less revolutionary because when you smoke weed, you just take everything. Mm-hmm. And then they fool you by believing that, okay, we legalize Ooh, I'm going to get shit out of And legalizing it because, well, we're nice to you. Are you really nice? Remember somebody was asking me, said, do you want to smoke some weed? I was like, no, I want to be mm. clear. Yeah. And to me, that meant a lot. And I was like, yeah, are they all clear in here? Because right. I see you guys walking like robots. You guys... Mm-hmm. Seems like you don't even exist. That's how we look at America. You guys human. Maybe you guys disappeared 200 years ago. Yeah. Are you guys the future of the nation? Because, you know, people used to be fascinated by America. But are you guys even human? Mm. I think... Uh, are you guys even human? <laughs> I, I, I don't know if, um, if weed is the reason for why people walk like robots. I would say it's more the pharmaceutical medications that everybody seems to be on. I would say it's that. But I do think to your point about American gov- the American government allowing weed to like proliferate, I since I've quit smoking weed, I've definitely noticed the people in my life who continue to smoke weed, they're not as sharp as they used to be. Thank they're you, Adam. They, they slow, up. yeah. They're slower, they're more paranoid, they're a lot more agitated, they're more easily agitated. Mm-hmm. They... Um, they have delusions. Um, you know, I definitely didn't know. I don't know too many people that that 
have been smoking weed for as long as I start from when I started to when I stopped. I smoked weed for about 10 years. I definitely don't know anybody that's still smoking weed that smoked for that amount of time. That's like great. That's like doing great. That like has their total, their life is totally together. Everything is working out perfectly. No. The greatest didn't smoke weed. If anything, the, the show did opium. Yeah. <laughs> All its philosophers, right. but not weed. Yeah, no. I think not this weed, Adam. Not this current weed. Let's uh, say it like that. I don't want. Don't get me wrong, but I'm talking about this current weed. No, I know what you mean. Unless you may be a musician, but hey, I think for some people it works. For some people, it's their thing. It's their vice. Just like some people eat a lot of sugar. Just like some people, you know, might drink a little bit. But I don't think that for most people it should be used the way that most people use it. I think there isn't just like when anything new comes into the like populace. It takes a while for people to adjust to understand like how to use it correctly. Like when we had cars for almost fifty years before people put seatbelts on them, you know. So I don't think we have our seatbelt yet with weed. I don't think people know. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think people know. Hey, you can't smoke before um, going to work. Yeah, you can't smoke before going to work. You can't, you can't smoke, smoke in the traffic light. Things that I'm seeing here that I'm like, yeah, that's not. This doesn't seem okay. And I think that culture of like. Oh, weed is good for you. It's this is this, this is the plant. This is the herb, man. Like all of that has really gotten people's minds, and it had my mind twisted up into thinking that oh no, this is good for me. Like this expands my mind. This is like, <laughs> but it's like even if it did, even if it was good for you, doing anything all day long is not good exactly for you. anything you do. Uh, anything you exaggerate doing is not going to be good for you. But also, what I feel like, where does this weed come from? It's another thing. People don't know where this like high grade 23% exactly. THC is even being grown. You know, people care all this stuff. I see people who care about how their chicken that they're about to eat was raised and where the water was purified and this and that. But then they'll go and they'll just roll some indiscriminate kind of weed. And I'm like, that's going to affect your body and mind way more than what you're way more than what you're eating. But you don't care about where that came from. So it, to me, it's it's very uh, contradictory. But people are going to hate that. People people listening to this are probably smoking weed right now. They're like, man, fuck you guys. We're to get high. So let's, let's move on to the weed topic. But um, I, I didn't know you had so many opinions about uh, America like this, John. I thought you were excited to come here, become an American. I am excited to be here, Adam. See, that's the thing. That's why we were at a break. I told you, Adam, I don't know if I'm expressing myself the correct way. Yeah. You have to be honest. I mean, Africa has its issues. So does Europe. One thing that... Also, the reason why I'm so opinionated about things is lately I'm really going for happiness. Yeah. And I feel like the first step to happiness is just accepting things the way they are. Yeah. We're passing through and I don't think you can fight the system. I yeah. mean, you're getting on a plane, you're part of the system. You need to get on a plane to go to this beautiful island and escape the system. But are you really escaping the system? I just feel like the system is this little bowl that we inside with mm. this water and the... This, you know, the, mm. the, the clouds. That's the system. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So to me, I just feel like... I want to accept it and I want to make being alive the most, you know, like I want to make it as beautiful as I can. Mm -hmm. And to me, I try to limit anything that is toxic to me. Yeah. And so I love America. I've loved America since I was a child. Mm -hmm. Even before coming, I already loved it. Everybody loves it. And I'm the most pro-America African probably in the whole world. Yeah. Like before coming, everybody was telling me that's the worst. And I was telling my cousin, a friend of mine, I was like, you, you're a hypocrite. You say me is the worst, but you're going to Washington D.C. for Christmas. You tell me it's the worst, but that's where you go to shop. Mm -hmm. In Africa, in Europe, I always tell people, okay, 
if you're anti-American, they stop drinking Coke. Mm-hmm. Stop wearing Nike. Stop wearing Adidas. They will mm-hmm. just walk barefoot, just walk naked. Yeah. Everything you wear made in China, my ass. Yeah. It's American. <laughs> so I'm the most pro-American. Yeah. However, I just know just like you can have issues with your parents, you can have mm-hmm. issues with your kids. Nobody's perfect. I know there's issues. And I know like there's layers to these issues and there's a reason for these issues. I don't blame it. I don't think America is the worst place, but I have a choice. I'm African. And... America makes me appreciate Africa, but I love America. Like there's some music that would never be made by anybody else. Mm-hmm. And when somebody tells me like, yeah, you have to make it to go to, you have to go to America to make it. I was like, I don't think you have to particularly go to America to make it. You have to be talented to go to America because to me, when it comes to music, it's America. And that's why when people talk shit about the States, I'm like, I don't agree. There's a place where there's good content coming out of it. What I'm saying is just the way things are evolving to me, it's strange. And do you think there's good music right now, Adam? I think I think uh, music is different right now. And I think rap for a long time, I would say the past five years, has definitely hit a wall. We're in this sort of holding pattern of the same type of lyrics, the same type of rapper same type of beats over and over again just because everyone's sort of either consciously or subconsciously waiting for the next thing. I mean, mm-hmm. Marvin Gaye, Teddy Pendergrass, Barry White, Isaac Hayes, Diana Rose, they were so in love. Yeah, but you know, you can, only do, that. You can only do that for so long. And I think... What? Those, you think there's not such thing as you, enough love? You gotta love forever, Adam. And there's always gonna be music like that. Like that that's so who's what talking I mean. about love right now? Oh, there's plenty of people. There's like there's Chanel Orange. There's uh, or not Chanel Orange. Um, Ch- uh, Channel. Uh, I forgot the guy's name. See, you forgot because no, I don't listen. Because I don't listen to that shit. Oh, I'll okay. be real with you. But there's plenty of R&B artists that are that are big in the R&B right. artists talk about fucking your bitch nowadays. Not all. Of no, them. no, no, no. Okay. Not all of them. No, there no, are definitely. I would say. The popular ones talk about that because that's what's become popular. Okay. Because <laughs> love and. Um, you know, wooing people and the romance of it all, that had its time in the sun. That had it, that had decades. I mean, if you think about music, popular music from the 30s until the 90s, all they talk about, love, 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 love. That, that was it the whole time. That's, that's beautiful. That's, that's 60 great. years. And that's great. That's 60 years of, of, of popular music being about love. That's wonderful. When you go into the 90s, you see the introduction of gangster rap, and then that kind of changes the tune of what people popularly want to hear. And R&B was just more explicit. They started and, talking about sex. Yeah, yeah, because because the, after a while, if you do something for 60 years, it doesn't get exciting anymore. So that's just a natural, to me, is a natural progression of what happens when things evolve, right? And that doesn't mean that we're going to stay in this holding pattern. It's a cycle. It will come back. It will, yeah. come, it will come back. When people are sick and tired of hearing <laughs> about, I'm fucking your bitch, they're going to go back to, I just want to hear about love. And I think we are getting to that point. I think people are getting fatigued with the um, overly explicit, overly just, you know, uh, raunchy type of music. And it will go away. But while it's here, I wasn't going to stop myself from trying to enjoy it in the way that it can be enjoyed, which is parody. It's not necessarily meant to be taken literally. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know... And you can, you can. But isn't music supposed to be? Sorry, isn't music supposed to be? See, like he's very careful to listen to music without lyrics, which I feel like was the first. To me, I feel like I don't know the history of music like that, but I feel like maybe back then they were doing music without lyrics, and then he evolved to lyrics, mm-hmm. positive lyrics, and then he evolved to the lyrics that we have today. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like if lyrics influence your life, 
Aren't you supposed to just be positive all the time? Or maybe I'm just dreaming or over dreaming. Well, I think a balance is really the best thing. Like you, you're not. Because in ch- Africa, you're not allowed to talk the way the musicians talk here. Well, they've tried. And, and the thing you is, get banned by the president. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is here, like we do have that protection. It may not necessarily be an uh, an explicit mm-hmm. freedom. Like I do agree with you that freedom itself may not necessarily be what we're getting out of it but the protection on my right to say whatever i want to me sometimes i look at it at the fact that they're letting you do it it's just them looking at look at his fool destroying themselves and they're enjoying it because he gives me money because mm. it's the little boy that's going to buy money that his auntie that is talking mm. that way but yeah. me the big boss the owner of the label yeah. i'm making the most money of course so i'm like why you talk trash yeah I can't make money of you talking trash. Yeah. Get you out. So now right. I'm going to make you make music and talk trash. Right. But who's going to buy the music is not the kid of the person who's making you do this music. Mm-hmm. It's your own kids. So well, are we really helping this, ourselves or are we just destroying ourselves? While this trend is going on, yes, that's the case. But they will realize, as they are realizing right now, like I would say in the past five years, they've realized that that formula doesn't work as well as it used to. They're not making as much money as they used to. Okay. Because labels are scraping the bottom of the barrel. And this is sort of the death spiral that happens to all popular music when the trend is over. Mm-hmm. Like if you look at rock music, for example, right? You had, you know, Jimmy Bon Jovi. You, you know, you had... Wow, that's later. Yeah, later. no, like, er, yeah. Early on, you had, like, Elvis, and then you had Jimi Hendrix, and then you had, like, Jim just Brown. James... You had these amazing huge talent acts mm. that were just the greatest musicians of all time they went the, up into the 90s Aerosmith but but then you see but you see look at the look at Green what, Day but look at end. what look at what rock was like talking about towards the end of which of, is what Blink 182 Blink 182 or even Korn that was very dark that was very grungy Marilyn you know Manson, Marilyn Manson so you see where it went right before okay I get your point you're right, right yeah yeah right before it died it, it had to scream no no you're right so, shit is hip hop dying hip hop has been dying forever it's been dying i would say since 2015 2016 i would say the last the last album like the peak of this particular phase of hip-hop was um, 2000s rule dmx no 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 i'm I'm talking about this phase like the the i would say the final end stage phase of rap was what a time to be alive by drake and future i think that was the perfect culmination of what that like uh, modern rap music drill, or not drill, but just like a uh, triple, triple, uh, triple it. I forgot what it's called, but there's like a certain type of beat, uh, dr- bass line and treble line that you hear, like where it's like that, that type of rap. The culmination of that was What a Time to Be Alive by Drake and Future. Everything after that, it's like this it's like a slow slope. Of, of things starting to just fall in quality and in and morality and whatever you want all the way down to where we are today which is we're sort of in the last days of rap being the the most uh, popular type of music and that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to go away like rock still exists you know rock is still people still fill up huge stadiums for rock acts like that's not but i didn't know releasing i didn't releasing new music yeah there's plenty of rock uh, uh rock bands that are still releasing like big albums but they're just not played on the radio like rap and pop is right Mm -hmm. so pop is like a manufactured genre right like it's something that only exists because record labels prop it up like nobody really i mean people want katy perry now because all they've heard when they turn on the radio is katy perry but if katy perry was at uh you know a blues hall and was just trying to sing no one would listen to that people would be like what is this weird shit that she's Mm -hmm. playing so 
it's because record labels pump it into our ears all the time. You hear it at a shopping mall, you hear it at a doctor's office, you hear it everywhere. That's what makes popular music pop, right? And then right under pop is like the, the actual authentic thing that people like, which for now is rap, but that might change to house music. It isn't rap pop? It's it sometimes they commingle, but okay. like I wouldn't call Chief Keef pop music, right? But Chief Keef is one of the most popular rap artists of all of of, of all time. The rap is one of the most popular genres. It, right it now. it is, but it's the authentic genre. It's the genre that isn't propped up by record labels, right? Or not not it is propped up by record labels. Some rappers are, but I mean like the appeal of it is is an authentic appeal. It comes from the street, right? Whereas pop music the thing above it like Katy Perry even Britney Spears to a certain mm, extent Demi like, Lovato Demi Lovato these are all people that were chosen by record labels Taylor manufactured Spears, yeah. yeah manufactured and then created to become uh, big, big stars so that I think that's always going to be there that layer of pop is always going to be there but then that authentic thing right below it is what's going to always sort of change throughout time and I think we've seen the, the epoch of rap which has been about 30 years and if you compare that to rock, which was about, I want to say, 60 years, rock True. Was, was almost double that time. It, it took different forms. It became different things over that 60-year period. Mm-hmm. We, we went from you know, uh, uh, doo-wop groups to, who would still have bands that would play. They would still have a drummer and a bassist and all that stuff. Um, all the way up to grunge, right? I'd still put all those in the same... In the rock category. In the rock yeah. category, right? But... Um, I think rap might have another 10 years before it finally... But if rock was for 60 years, maybe it gives you hope. Yeah. No, yeah, rap would last longer. Well, that, that rap may enter a different phase where they're bringing back some of the more positive aspects of it because it may have run out of steam for the negative aspect of it. Yeah. Like the negative part of it might be dying, and I think it is dying. And I think out of that negative part or out of that negative death we might see a positive explosion in, in rap because the people the record labels are just looking for the next new thing they don't care if it's if it's negative or it's positive mm-hmm. some people would argue of course that they do want it to be negative right but let's just put that aside for a second and say let's pretend that their only motive is the profit motive if a bunch of people want to hear positive rap music then that's what the record yeah, okay yeah. yeah that's what they're gonna play so who's the big buzz then Who's making us like negative? Well, not me, but who's telling you to um, like negative hip hop? Uh, because you Kanye, say they tell you. <laughs> Kanye said that. Kanye said the 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 guy's name. Uh, well, Lucian Grange is one of them. Liar Cohen. Uh, Liar Cohen. <laughs> Liar Cohen is one of them. I don't believe in that. Liar Cohen is a young man who liked hip hop and tried to help because he had connection with the money. I don't know what Let, his history is. Let's hope that that's true. Liar worked in Brussels. Right, but so Russell also contributed to the death of hip hop. Then, sure. I mean, here's the thing, though. Like, here's what I question: Why isn't Dame Dash the CEO of hip hop? Why isn't Dame Dash literally? Think about who came out of Dame Dash: Kanye West, Jay Z. Those are the two biggest rappers ever in history. Why isn't because he was busy dancing shirtless in the videos? <laughs> no, I think that there. I think that there are other players at work that never want rap to be owned by Bye. black people. I think that's what it is because when you look at the natural progression of what should have happened, mm-hmm. Rockefeller Records, Jay uh, Z, Dame Dash, that should have been the umbrella that that 
premier prestige rap was under, right? But you see Universal, you see uh, Sony RCA. What, yeah, but what is that? You know. Okay, Adam, but Rockefeller belonged to Def Jam, right? That belonged to Island Def Jam. Correct me if I'm wrong. So Def Jam belonged to Russell. That got a little help by Island Def Jam that had more power than him. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is. Um, where they serious about it, there's a reason Mariah never signed with Dev Jam. She signed with Alan Dev Jam. Do you think Dev Jam had big artists, or they were just temporary hit No, makers? they were they were big. They had huge artists. Of course, they had. But yeah, they were uh, owned, DMC and all that. But they were owned like so, like a, by Alan Dev Jam. They, yeah, and Alan Dev Jam, I'm pretty sure, is owned by Columbia Music or, or one of them, like Universal uh, by now, yeah, Universal or something. I know Bon Jovi. That's all I know about Island Dev Jam. I know Bon Jovi was Island Dev Jam. But yeah. then again, I might be totally wrong about all that. Yeah, we could be. We could. By the way, yeah, exactly. <laughs> we could be totally wrong about all of this, and you guys could be screaming at this saying, no, "I know." That's what I mean. That. But, we're, but when we're, I think about Dev, sorry, when I think about Dev Jam, I think, and I'm sorry to say that, but I think about a rapper's boutique, which is mm-hmm. Dev Jam had DMX, and then he was over. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they focus on the artistry of the rappers. Dev Jam had Foxy. Brown that fucked shit up totally mm-hmm. great of course and Dev Jam had I don't know if they were training their rappers yeah. but then again I like that it's not an industry once again I don't know shit about all this but I remember Dev Jam as iconic as it is had all these great rappers but they would leave mm-hmm. like you would hear rappers that left Dev Jam you well know? because the, the whole the whole model of the music industry is exploitation and you know we're not going to get into you know who made it that way uh but if you guys do your own research, you can find that out. But, but um, then you had classics. Like, I really love uh, Clive Davis and what he does with his artists. Right, but you, when you look at Clive Davis, he exploits the artist. He How does do not, exploit the artist? He does not give them the, their masters. He does not give them the really? ability. No, the, he owns all of these people's actual, like, pro, uh, intellectual property. So even though, you, even though he might break them off a couple million dollars here yeah. and there... He's the one who's making the tens and twenties and thirties. Do they keep your intellectual property because I made you? Because when I met you, you were not sellable, and I made you. Because I remember Clive that's Davis, how he made Whitney. Yeah, and that's why he feels like I made you. But this is her voice, so I don't agree. And I think you're right. The right. artist should keep his masters. Yeah. Right, right. But that would Most be the please. argument. The argument would be we produce these rappers or we produce these musicians into making them. Uh, palatable general but they appeal. do that's why people want to go major yeah no i mean it's it's definitely true you see um, the difference between an indie artist and a major even when you see an artist that was indie and you see how he gets when he's major it's like wow sometimes mm-hmm. they, they're amazing being indie mm-hmm. i think for punk stars it's good that they remain for punk artists mm-hmm. and rock they're good when they're indie or they don't change them too much there's definitely genres of music that lend themselves more to an indie label than they do mm. to uh, to being major uh, sellable, you know. Yeah. But um, American stuff, again, actually remembering something. I remember I was reading, I just was trying to read the L.A. Reid book, and I remember I was at the page where it was like, after a while, when I saw Avril Lavigne showing up, she was already into character. Mm-hmm. And I just stopped reading the rest of the book. Mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, Avril Lavigne needed to get into character. Yeah. So all these is a character. And then I thought about Pink because he worked with Pink too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and remember what Pink was? Pink had to get into character, like mm-hmm. almost black and R&B. And then she got tired. She went back to herself. And that just says a lot. And I feel like America, again, sorry to blame you, but America created the industrialization of music artistry i i think they that's created true. the industrialization yeah, of that's true acting 
industry. Marilyn Monroe Rogers wanted to act and look <laughs> at what it did to her. I think I, I think uh, that's definitely true, but you're looking at a few players, you're looking at a few actors in that industry that made it the way it is. So I wouldn't necessarily say that that's an American thing. I would say that America had the um, environment to produce the kind of people who would make uh, in the industrialization of music what it is. French actresses don't look like Marion Monroe, well, most you, of them. So I wanted to ask you about, before we end, because we're at an hour, um, I want to ask you about French rap and why it's so bad. Why is French rap so terrible? And because why, do I, why they, do I hate it so much? Because you're right, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. So I always tell them, stop doing something that is not yours. I mean, look at Africans. They finally decided to make mm -hmm. Afrobeat, although I feel like it has a strong American mm -hmm. music influence, which I think yeah. is hip hop and the looks and the grills and all that. Mm -hmm. I just feel like you can't do what you didn't create. It's never mm -hmm. going to sound the same. Hip hop is an American genre and let them do it. And mm -hmm. I get pissed mm -hmm. when I see Africans people or Europeans or whatever mm. do hip-hop but you being you being a hypocrite because <laughs> you do listen to German rap I don't yeah because they're doing it right they're doing they're the, imitating you to the core and yeah. French people refuse to do that because they think mm. they're as good as you because they speak French and they feel like the main languages in the universe is French and English oh that's god. just why oh god well <laughs> we're at an hour um this was great I think we could pro probably do another one at some point while you're here <laughs> yeah but uh this was a good one John I appreciate you coming <laughs> on and uh very happy to, to have you in the states but yeah, yeah man. awesome